0: The following presentation is brought to you by the Realm Network. The opinions expressed in the Rough House podcast do not necessarily reflect those of the WWE, Lucha Underground, Impact Wrestling, Ring of Honor, GFW, are they even still a thing? MCW Pro Wrestling, CZW, NADS Flappy Sack, Marvel Studios, Kellogg's, Frisky's Cat Food, Ted Turner, Jameson Irish Whiskey, Fruit of the Loom, Hershey's, Samsung, Amblin Entertainment, Groundskeeper Willie, or the cast and crew of The Walking Dead. Since the dawn of mankind, those in professional wrestling have
1: turned to the Pro Wrestling Podcast to gain insight into how to do their jobs, how to create angles, develop new characters, and create fiery feuds with which to capture an audience's attention. What better group of individuals than basement dwellers on internet-purchased microphones to guide the hand of a multi-million dollar industry? We're proud to present one such podcast, courtesy of the Realm Network, here at the Rough House, where black people and white people watch wrestling and Hispanic people, too. And all people. Hey buddy. Hey boy, I um I just got disqualified in my own pants. <laughs>
0: oh. Disqualified in your own pants? Do we uh, do we need the fashion police to come investigate some uh, skid mark action down there?
1: Yeah, there's there's evidence. There is <laughs> evidence in my shorts right now. Very stinky by. evidence. It it appears the suspects left skid marks leaving the scene. Yes, they did. <laughs> one skid mark. They, they hurried away on a unicycle.
0: <laughs> on a unicycle?
1: Yeah, just one small, thin track. Oh, I get it. It's, 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 I've Delly. gotten to the point where um, I'm, I'm looking 40 in the face. Uh, a year and a half away. And the older that I get, uh-huh. the more consistently I can set my watch by knowing that once a year, I will accidentally ship my pants. (laughs) It's become an annual tradition where. Is it
0: around the same time of year or does it vary?
1: It's beginning to get a little bit more narrow as far as the time frame. Usually it's towards the end of winter, midway through summer, but now it's deep into spring, early summer, to where that window is closing down to where I think if we're doing this in six, seven, eight years, we could time it. Just right to where we could start the podcast and do a countdown, and I can promise you, <laughs> I will do a sneeze shit in my pants.
0: Now, is it one of the things where you could just just force it and get it over with, so you don't have to to just go into every day wondering when you're going to shit your pants?
1: Nah, man, I want it to be. <clears throat> I want it to be a shoot. I don't want it to force it. I want it to be. I want it to be genuine. All right. I want to be just shoot legit. Shit. I want to be a shoot shit. All right. I just want yeah. it to be a shoot shit. Not a kayfabe. A wink, wink. I filled my pants with turd. Now, I want this right. to be a sit down with MLW radio. I shit my <laughs> pants. Let's go to the let's go to the tweets here. Does Justin's turd know how big Batista's dick is? It's just and a baby Ruth. It's uh, it's never good. It's just always like, ah. Now I got to go shower. How many times a week do you take a dump and then you have to go shower immediately afterwards?
0: I try to schedule my poos around shower time for that exact reason. So I'm a very busy fellow. So I really only get time to poop. In the mornings and yeah. the nights. Also, because I'm a private pooper, I hate pooping in public unless it's like high code brown. Um, so if I can if I can hold it in, which I know is terrible for you, but I hold it in because I I like I like my turlet. So um, you know, a shower in the morning, and sometimes if if, if the need uh, if the need strikes me, I'll take a shower at night before bed if I have a really nasty uh, you know Cosby down there.
1: You see, I'm a rare bird. I can go anywhere. Yeah. I will shit in an Exxon. I don't care. I yeah. Now, I have to have a locking door, and I will right. lock the door, and I will test the door to see to it that it's locked. If I go to, uh, like recently, I went to a Noodles & Co., went to use their bathroom, locked the door on one side, like uh-huh. depressed depressed the button, reached around to the outside, and noticed that with one good jiggle, I could unpop the lock yeah. and said, I'm not going to use this bathroom. I'll go over to the woman's one, and I used it. Uh, (laughs) You are no
0: stranger to the ladies' room.
1: I have no problem. I have no problem. Well, they have a problem. Yeah, well, they can take it up with management because (laughs) I have to shit. And now I'm not going to go in a communal women's bathroom. That's where I draw the line. Unless, of course, it's like after hours at the station and I know nobody's there. Right. But if it's a single locked door bathroom, single occupancy bathroom, and it's labeled women, no, oh, I fuck mean that's the uh-huh. same
0: thing. It's a toy. I'm going
1: in there, and yeah. I do get a little twinge of joy when I go in there
0: and smear shit all over the walls.
1: Yes. All right. I write. <laughs> I, I write men's rights with a turd on the wall. <laughs> uh, if I go in there and just blast it apart, I mean, yeah. just just carpet bomb that fucking thing, uh-huh. which where you diarrhea. can like taste the air. Yes. Yeah. And then I leave, and I see a lady walking down the hallway. <laughs> As if, and, and she looks confused, sort of like, "Am I in the right Am I, one? Yeah. Am I?" And then, obviously, in a few seconds, she realized, "Oh, this dirt ball used our bathroom." Right. Ugh, man. And then they go in there and shut the door, and Stephen King's The Mist overtakes them. And I said, uh, "Yeah, I guess I undid that hundred dollar Lancome perfume you put on prior to going out because now you smell like the inside of Eric Rowan's jumper." So, <laughs> enjoy. He, he got
0: rid of the jumper. He's wearing oh, new gear now. Did you notice? Yeah,
1: I did notice he's wearing yeah. new gear
0: now. It's got like some weird, like bedazzled diesel jeans or something. They're, they're, they look weird. They don't. I know you were used to seeing them in the in the must—not mustard green, but like poop green jumpsuit. But he changed it up, and that was that was something different.
1: You him. don't even know what's when that? you're throwing out fucking solid gold bars, Chris. You're sitting on cash money, and you just throw it in the burn pile and you move on. <laughs> What did okay. I say? First, first you come at me
0: with uh, an idea <laughs> I I about
1: you know. Ginger Mahal. Yep. Okay, a yep. redheaded Maharaja. Okay, yeah. Yeah, 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 all right, the the, the freckled king. <laughs> you mean to tell me that there can't be a mall somewhere oh, when your manager Kevin Nash wants you to sit down <laughs> and you can get bedizels. <laughs> a goddamn uh, bedizeled center bediesling. at your local Townsend Town Center Mall, it's hell. very simple. You sit down. Uh-huh. They put sort of a sassy pop collar denim jacket thing on you. Sure. They give you that soft glow lighting. They get the camera ready to go. They uh-huh. give you that laser light or maybe the autumn mist background backdrop. Yeah, And right when they depress the button on the camera, your quad gives out. <laughs> Go get, it's, it's just photos of people with injuries uh, but they're dressed very nicely it's going bedizled if if fucking bedizled doesn't talk take off you pricks if i don't start seeing photos of you injured but dressed nicely with the hashtag bedieseled bedieseled: i'm out there ain't nothing left to live for and i'm drawing <laughs> wasted breath Ugh.
0: Yeah, every now and then, just uh, inspiration just flows f- flows from within.
1: Had a terrible idea while I was saying it, which would have been a gangbang pedophilic razor Ramon porno called Kids in Scott Hall, but that is a terrible, <laughs> terrible idea. No, we don't, need and that. we don't want to do that. Okay, <laughs> so don't do that one.
0: What about but the ra- the razor Ramon's edge? Razor Ramon's edge. The razor's edge. No, wait, hold on. What am I thinking of? Sharper. I don't know how I got. F- <laughs> I'm a moron. Yeah, we're going to go with bedizled. <laughs> we're going to stick with that one. We're going to go with bedizled. Oh, it's early.
1: Yeah, you're going to do the Shannon Sharper image where you have no idea what the fucking employee is talking to you about.
0: I was going with, I don't know why in my head I thought the Sharper image was called the razor's edge. Um, thats That was the correlation I made there, mostly because I'm a moron. So there's that.
1: Jesus Christ. For it. every
0: for every gold mine, there's a there's a verbal turd. Or,
1: if you're looking to have your kitchen remodeled to look like a swamp cultist's house, you could have Bray Wyatt and Scarf. Stop by <laughs> at Westfield Annapolis Mall.
0: <laughs> if you're looking to
1: have goat skulls hung from cabinetry, Bray Wyatt and Scarf. Stop by. Um, so, uh, thank you, Rough House Podcast. Thank you to, I uh, got some new Patreon subscribers. Yeah. Appreciate that. Once we get above 300... Uh, uh, I'll start getting excited again. But thank you to the new members of the Appreciate Patreon. All the money goes to Christoph. Thank you to the Realm Network. I sorely need it right now. Yeah, go ahead and give our guy give our guys cash. Uh, also, adjustment. Um, I have to go back on something that I said I was going to do. Fortunately, Conrad not available next weekend. We're going to push that off. But I am going to be back early to where we're not going to miss any uh, rough houses.
0: Oh, s- superb. Yeah. So it's, it was
1: going to be a fill in. We're going to do a special podcast. But he and uh, um, Bruce are traveling a bunch. They're doing a bunch right. of gigs, so we're gonna wait till they get back, and then Time I'll do that. Didn't work out. Talk to him about uh, the the what happened when with Tony Schiavone podcast. Which okay, we had some fun with the Roughhouse redo. Yeah, and they're they're just doing that on the show now with Tony yeah. Schiavone going and calling his old matches. I mean, with an identical setup. With they go to the network and they say three, two, one, play. Yeah. But to hear. The guy that was the actual announcer, right, calling the matches again with just full chains taken off. Yeah, and he's half drunk by the end of the episode. They found their niche. Obviously, I was a, 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 a something to wrestle with guy, and I really started to enjoy the, the 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 Tony Schiavone version. But it was it was kind of missing something that Bruce Prichard brought to the table on his because he had much more insight than Schiavone did. But they right. found their niche with Schiavone, and that's him recalling old matches, and they're amazing. It's so goddamn funny hearing him do this.
0: Have they ever done any matches where he didn't originally call? I wouldn't I, mind hearing him call like a you know like a WWF in your house you know mind games main event or something like that.
1: They'd strictly do WCW, so right. uh, I don't think they would. Uh, I did send you. This is something I want to talk about today. We got a lot to cover. We got backlash. We've got a new Take champion. Over. We've got Takeover. Um, we have, uh, uh, we have betrayals, we have all kinds of great stuff, but they talked about something. I've been, I've been listening to Eric Bischoff's podcast, uh, Bischoff on wrestling. Okay. It's, it's okay. It's not great. Uh, how long do you think it took him
0: to come up with that name?
1: Probably on the way to the studio, probably (laughs) wrote that down on a napkin. Um,
0: go ahead, but it's okay. You were saying it's,
1: it's, it's, it's okay. It's not great. It's Okay. He has a he has like a I don't know kind of like a light hearted silly Marky co host that he seems uh, to have a barely restrained disdain for, so <laughs> it's it's sort of weird
0: because um, he's such a Mark.
1: Yeah, he's he's a hyper Mark, and and Bischoff's is like yeah you're a fucking idiot like all the time. But they were talking about this most recent episode of uh a, something to wrestle with with Bruce Pritchard about Eric Bischoff's time in the WWE. And throughout our... Please, go ahead.
0: No, I was going to say, so we're a podcast talking about a podcast talking about another podcast.
1: Hey, we're trying to get that rub, kid. We have gotcha. no fucking patrons. No, no, no I'm yes. just
0: making sure I'm following right. I'm trying... Yes. <laughs> uh, my brain is small.
1: I'm on an Eric Bischoff kick right now. Okay. All right. Um, it, lay it on me, Big Daddy. Uh, God, it's not good, though. It's not a good thing. Oh. Oh. As a wrestling fan, this is a philosophical thing. I was, I was, I was very eager to ask you about this. Okay. As wrestling fans... Throughout time, we have had to defend our love and our interest and passion of pro wrestling. How many Often. pro wrestling fans out there commenting on the Facebook page and everybody in the OG forty eight and the formerly 538 have had one time or another their fucking stupid uncle or their coworker or their neighbor or their family member? You know that stuff's fake, right? You know that right. stuff's garbage, right? You know that yada yada, it's it's a tale as old as time. Has there ever been a moment for you that when you watched wrestling and maybe someone was watching it with you uh-huh. and you were trying to sell them on, no, check not check, just watch, just, just, just check it out. Give it an episode. You might get into it. You might not. You might get into it. That you were so goddamn embarrassed by what you were watching
0: <laughs>
1: that you were, that and, that you Undid, you, com- you completely right. validated their disinterest, if not more excessively, their disdain for pro right. wrestling to the point where you had to take a break from it for a while. Oh. And um. it, it might have been, no one might have been there. You might have just been watching it by yourself. And what you were watching was just such shit that you said, I have to pull the chute and I'll revisit this down the line.
0: I don't. I don't know if there was ever an exact moment that I that I can pinpoint that when that happened. I mean, I did take a break um, from wrestling after the Attitude Era. I miss missed most of the uh, Ruthless Aggression. You know, the rise of Cena, the JBL era, which we'll talk about because it correlates to Jinder Mahal right now. Um, I, I, I don't remember a single moment. I mean, I, well, I remember a ton of shitty moments, but nothing, but nothing that you were like, nothing this is that so I was like, bad. I got, I got to turn this off.
1: Okay. So you floated away, which I've done multiple times and many yeah. people have gotten busy. And all of a sudden, next thing you know, you're 12 episodes behind. You haven't watched yet. And I'll get back right. into it. But there was, there was never a moment that you could think of off the top of your head that you're like, not oh, off the top of my head. This sucks so hard. I have to stop. Not like, oh, I can't believe Roman won or LOL. Cena wins or, oh, they're right. using gray wrong. A moment of just such utter garbage.
0: I'm 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 trying I'm trying to pull one, but I'm I'm coming up blank. Do you you have one? I'm guessing I, I you do. I do.
1: It, it 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 ties in with all the Bischoff stuff, and I think you okay. might. This might have been during the time that you that you missed. Uh, I believe it was early Ruthless Aggression era. What would you call the Ruthless Aggression era? What what years would you?
0: Uh, I'm thinking like oh uh, three to like I don't know. Maybe this was Eight? pre. This was like this was in this weird
1: no man's land area that era. Maybe you would call it the Alliance era. I was going to say after
0: WCW had been absolved.
1: Yeah, it, oh, it was definitely was. Cause this is when Bischoff was in the WWE absorbed absorbed and and <laughs> brought them in. They were absolved yeah. of the WCW. They don't have to, <laughs> to deal with them anymore. And brain. And it was an era where uh, Bischoff had taken over mm-hmm. and he had become actually, you know, there is a Wikipedia page for the attitude era which is considered 97 through 2002. So this okay. was at the I'm... back end of the the Attitude Era. Because I remember this took place in 2002. Okay. And we, a lot of times, like to look back on the Attitude Era with rose-colored glasses yeah. and remember the good parts. Uh, and we like to look at it these days as, uh, you know, man, if they could just get back to the good old days, yada, yada. But there was a weird time where... They were doing this was around the Billy and Chuck era. Okay. And and Rico and the the dedication ceremony. This was after one of the first splits, I believe, when they split the brands up and they named Stephanie McMahon as the
0: SmackDown. GM
1: SmackDown, and Eric Bischoff was the GM
0: of Raw. Right, that was the big return. Vince was teasing, uh, you know, a big new return. general missioner and then Bischoff's music hits, and everybody loses their minds.
1: Everyone couldn't believe it. And, and this this recent episode where they talk about how they hid Bischoff and people's attitudes and who attacked him backstage, like for real, attacked Oh, didn't Booker him, T hate...
0: like get in his face? Like he had a ton of heat with Booker T, right?
1: I hadn't heard that. Maybe that's still no. coming up. It's a long episode, but I, I, the Nature Boy. Almost took uh, his eye out. I mean, really? like, like held him down and dug his finger into his eye and said, "I can take oh, your fucking eye out if I wanted to." Damn. Hatred. Hate. When he was being marched to the ring for the first time, and everyone realized, "Oh my God, Eric Bischoff was here." There was a chant in the back where people were yelling, "Where's his bag? Where's his bag?" Because it's a classic rustling re- ribbing bit to shit in someone's bag, right? To where there. Luckily, there was no bag. Otherwise, it would have been a hundred pound bag of shit by the time he yeah. returned to it. But he started doing this thing where he was promising HLA. Hot lesbian action. That's it. Hot lesbian action. (laughs) And he's standing in the ring. And at this one point, he announces, it's time for the lesbians to come out. Bring out the lesbians.
0: (laughs) Uh, You sent me a photo of this last night.
1: And I saw this and it was so absurd that in the graphic at the bottom of the screen where The Rock would be, Mankind would be Kurt Angle, Kane, it just said yeah. the lesbians. lesbians. Yeah. And these two indie women wrestlers came out who are, you know, they're they're relatively attractive, great bodies. Um, they come out and I remember oh, it was so this this is just not a great memory. I remember watching this. With a roommate that I had in 2002, I lived in this big communal house in Parkville, up Harford Road near Valentino's. And there was like six of us in this house. and We all rented a room and I had the biggest TV in there and I'd let them like watch on my TV and stuff. And there was this one dude that lived upstairs. He was kind of quiet. He's sort of like a friend of ours by the name of Uncle Vince, who was a a quiet (laughs) guy, a funny guy, lighthearted. But this guy, imagine Uncle Vince is an athlete. And nope. he was a, it was a, it's Sorry, weird. Vince. I know it's, a, it's an odd uncle. Vince will never once slam dunk or score anything. Just look at our a,
0: wrestling training video. Watch it. We'll repost he falls it. Falls on his head a million times. And
1: he was a dude that he was deep into sports and was kind of, he wasn't confrontational about like, that shit's fake, right? That stuff's fake. Right. He's, right. But he was kind of like, eh, I don't get it. I just, I don't know. I don't get it. I just sort of like, uh, n- not knowing what the outcome will be. And, right. and I was like, ah, oh, you got to watch It's a, pageantry man it's a story it's not so much yeah. about who wins and loses there's there's just heroes and villains and good guys and all that and i remember he he brought me like a bunch of beer one night and we're sitting on the deck i was like hey you know you know um, raw's about to start you want to give it like an hour or two man watch this with me he's like yeah okay okay you know you'll, you'll have to explain who's who i don't know who, any, who anybody is you know unless you know, it's like hulk hogan gonna be there I'm like nah he's probably not i don't think he's there and is he, like, the undertaker I'm like the Undertaker's someone you might see him i don't know so he started to watch this, and this HLA bullshit starts, and the lesbians come out, and the lesbians Eric Bischoff is trying to get make to kiss, and it'd be nice if you took your top off. Oh, yeah, God. let's go ahead and get your panties off now. Let's get your skirts and your panties off. And he's you know, saying like, the word panties. He's saying panties, which is a skirts, creepy word to begin lesbians, with. Lesbians, breasts, caresser. Why don't you have a slow, wet kiss? It's, it's oozing oozing shit yeah it's awful and i'm looking over at him and his name escapes me and he's kind of like doing that thing where he's sort of like looking through his fingers he's his head's not facing the screen totally he's kind of like doing the left eye Uh and i'm like trying to talk over what's happening like yeah yeah so um there's a there's there's a couple of really good guys that are coming up right right and meanwhile and he's like like just looking and it's not like this is hot like oh yeah they're about to get down Like no, this is on the fucking USA Network. They're not about to fucking have lesbian sex, right? So this thing's going on. It sucks to begin with, and that's when Eric Bischoff does the, you know what? This segment's gone on three minutes too long. Out comes three minutes
0: warning.
1: Rosie and Jamal (sighs) come out and proceed to beat the shit out of these two women in a way Lucha Underground wishes they had man-on-woman action. Whoa. It was brutal. Did a jet engine just turn on in your house? That's what the is air it? conditioner. Ah, gotcha. I'm under a vent. That Jamal, I believe, <laughs> does a front kick on one of these girls uh-huh. and knocks her six feet back. Uh. And it's not like she jumped. This dude did a donkey kick on her and murders her. Ugh. Then... The other cat in three-minute warning does this Samoan slam on this little girl and breaks yeah. her. Then they stack them on top of each other. Splash. One of them crawls and does a splash onto them. <laughs> mm. And like midway through, he goes, I got um, to go call my mom. Like he had to make up an excuse to leave the room. Right. because, And I'm watching this like, this is, this is some of the biggest shit that I have ever seen. I remember not watching wrestling again until I had moved out of that place and the lease in my next place was up and I started, like, lightly. I think I checked out after that segment for about a year and a half, two years. It was so fucking bad. I'll send you the link when you watch it. It's everything that Lucha has managed to pull off right? with – a level of scum and shit that the WWE, the biggest name in the game, couldn't figure out. This is... And the crowd is not into it. Right. It is uncomfortable on every yeah. conceivable goddamn level. You you hear the way they talk then. You're like, if they did that today, they're out of business. Oh, if yeah. they If they attack these women the way that they did today, they're done. It was... They talk about these ten-minute promos up front, these fifteen-minute-long droning promos right. up front. This thing went on for like a fucking half an hour. Ooh. it was awful. awful. Well, it,
0: back in back then, it wasn't a publicly traded company yet, so they could, you know. That's how they could get away with stuff like that. It was, yeah, it was you're just, right. It was just Vince, you know. They didn't what? have to do an investor uh, conference call every quarter and, and explain themselves and, and give a forecast of what's to come. You know, I, I would just imagine a moment where, like, you know, some big Goldman Sachs investor, or whatever. So, uh, Mr. McMahon, um, what is this I'm hearing about uh, HLA? Oh, 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 you mean hot, hot lesbian action? Oh, oh, oh it's 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 great. You know, I just just to hear. I can picture him in my mind, kind of bumbling his way through that.
1: You know, what's but, interesting is I'm actually reading here that they actually at that time were publicly traded. Really? That was oh, wow. I would have. Uh, your your hypothesis held all the water in the world to me because I see that. Yes, in 1999, October it was 19th. 99. Wow, okay. They launched an initial public offering as a publicly oh. traded company. So what? at that time, if I'm a stockholder and I see that sell 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 yeah. get rid of my shit this is the most uncomfortable bullshit i've ever seen because meanwhile over on smackdown they're making fun of a gay wedding with a guy named rico a fashion consultant and yeah. billy and chuck and it's it's it but, might be one of the low points in wwe history uh, not far off from a katie vick or a beaver is, cleaver yeah. black eye angle
0: Is this uh, a Eugene era too? Is Eugene floating around at this point? Oh my God, I bet you're right. They had a fucking
1: retarded guy. Let me. Eugene, WWE, Nick Nick Dinsmore. Dinsmore. Let's see, what years was he on? Um, This was right before. He debuted in 2004. This took place in 2002. And he was Uh, the overly. Oh my God, Chris, thank you for bringing this up. This is all rushing back to me. I remember finally getting back into it, seeing that Eric <laughs> <seen> Bischoff <Eugene. laughs> was still a part of it and being like, oh, God, right. this dickhead's still here. And seeing that he now has a special needs nephew and being like, oh, oh that's right, it was my his God, nephew. They fucking doubled down on the shit. Yeah. They went from having gigantic Samoan wrecking machines, beat the shit out of two lesbians, and now they decided to go all in on a Special Olympics themed wrestler and thinking, wow, this just sucks forever. Man. So just just look look back into the past to know how occasionally when things don't quite work out the way we want them to in this era it could be worse.
0: Yeah. That's a good segue. That's a really good segue Got into it. our brand new WWE champion. Uh you know, it it, it happened the the forecasts and the um forecast not a fucking weather system the uh predictions (laughs) everybody's betting odds and everything it all came true at uh the main event of Backlash after Randy Orton almost killed the Singh brothers uh Jinder Mahal pinned him and became the WWE champion yes Backlash
1: 2017 in the books everyone was wondering is Mahal gonna pull it off is he not gonna pull it off and I'm glad we're talking about this as a whole uh, because uh, we've we've got takeover, we've got this, and I'm thinking of three matches in my head. And we'll talk with this one first with Gender okay. and Orton. Yeah, there was the a there was an amazing match, a highly disappointing match, mm-hmm. and then this match, which yeah. was Gender and Randy. And right. I think it started off good with Randy showing some fire. Right. I liked yes. it. I liked had- the way Randy began this match. It gave me higher hopes than I should have had for it.
0: Right. He came right out of the gates, and you know it attacking somebody before the bell isn't so much a babyface move except when the odds aren't in his favor and it yeah. was it was basically three against one with the Singh brothers on the outside so he kind of you know tried to try to equalize a little bit and like you said he came out with some fire and you know but I think that fire transferred onto gender because it kind of pissed him off so then he kind of turned it up a little bit too um, and the, the match was fine.
1: The match was serviceable and a, and a tip of the hat to Jinder, second only to Alexa Bliss for some of the best facial expressions yeah. in the WWE. He does have a good pissed off, growling, snarl face, he does, which they he do does. like to zoom in on quite a bit. He's able to furrow that brow. He looks yeah. good. Now, Randy came out like a man on fire and he did the whole right. Viper thing where he's kind of walking backwards before the bell rings, turns around, bam, 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 bam starts hitting yeah. and he's, he's fighting off the, uh, the Bollywood boys and what have you. And what I like that Gender did, that I think maybe a more modern wrestling fan would have been disappointed by, was that Randy came out like the man on fire, and you're excited as hell. And a yeah. heel move that Gender did was that he slowed it way down. He started yeah. using stall tactics. He started using uh, some, some some powering out, some tie ups. He was you know he was manipulating yeah. some shoulders. He was hitting some rest holds, which right. is like, oh come on, man, get this action going on. And and, and Gender, if you think about it strategically. Not a bad idea because this guy, Randy,'s flying around and kicking everyone's ass and beating his boys up. You've got to stop him. You have to kill his momentum. Right. And at that
0: moment, know. yes, but if you look at the history of Randy Orton matches, that's Randy Orton's speed right there. Yes. He's a typically match. a methodical, slow, you know, as he put in his sarcastic tweet to indie wrestlers, headlock. You headlock, know? Yes. You know, <laughs> instead of instead of a dive. All we right. didn't get the we didn't get the fun. Um Dive uh, reference spot that I was hoping to see, but you know, we did it, get a great facial
1: expression by him when he dropped one of the Singh brothers the second time and oh. holding him up, and he looks at the camera and kind of goes, yeah. "Oops, I think I heard him." Uh, yeah, that
0: was that was funny, but uh, well, now that was a tough landing, man. Yeah, I mean, near
1: a monitor too. Yeah, a brutal. He, broken did, he didn't landing. clear the
0: table, and um, you know those the Singh Bros aren't aren't big guys. You know, Randy's was in there tossing around. Jinder, who's, you know, Jinder's, what, 230, 240? I don't know what Jinder's pushing. Uh, but those Sing, the Singh brothers are under 200 pounds because they were on 205 Live, if, if we're going by that as actual weight. But he just tossed them up in the air, and it was it was ugly. Like, I, I got worried for a second there. I but, still uh, think he
1: needs to come up with another finisher. They're calling it the, the Collis, the Cobra Clutch Slam. Uh-huh. is Jinder's maneuver. I would like it if, you know, you could even adjust that maneuver to where you slap the Cobra clutch on and make it a choke slam, a choke into a slam. Hold the choke for about five seconds and right. then go for the slam. Because right now, you're just catching them in this uh, right. somewhat mild impact looking slam. Add an extra level of to it by having like a violent thrashing Cobra yeah. clutch. And then when they start to get limp, lift them up and drop them. So you're kind of getting a... A two taco Tuesday on that move.
0: Right. And he kind of, he kind of did it uh, quickly because he came from behind. Well, hello there. Yeah. And, um, and, you know, they try to do a, uh, the, the, whatever he's calling the move out of nowhere, you know, like the RKO can be hit out of nowhere, but this is not an RKO. It's it's a little more involved. You got to wrap up the arms and you got to lift them up and stuff like that. So a little tough to do that uh, out of nowhere, but you know, and, and then it happened, the bell rang and people cheered at first. Yeah, when it people happened, people cheered.
1: Gasping, cheering, great crowd shots of surprise, shock, yeah.
0: disbelief. He rose into the crowd. But, He's But there was a bit of a pop. If you listen to right after the three count, there there was a pop. And that's probably because of Chicago. Yes, Not I was gonna just try gonna and, say and put it to anything else. But then once he started like posing with the title and everything, then then the heat started to come in. Um but you know what? Uh I'm 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 quite okay with it because Randy Orton, um, the snore Lord, you know, he's just not exciting anymore. Um, his title reign, the whole Bray Wyatt thing, just left a really bad taste in my mouth. Um, So I'm kind of happy to see the title off him. And, I'm, I'm, you know, even though it's for, you know, uh, greedy monetary reasons, I'm happy that they tried and gave somebody else a shot here.
1: Well, that's Um, another thing about the monetary thing. People are like, well, they're only doing it because this Indian thing. They're only doing it because this Indian thing. That's every title change ever. Right. every you single to title make change
0: more money with it
1: yeah when everyone uh, there's trust me the experts have been crawling out of the woodwork this past month like they're only doing this because of india they only do this because of india they're only no they're never okay when have they ever done it out of a uh, out of a match of sport they're only right. doing it because of oh look at this man's championships effort in the ring fuck no they do it because there is some sort of monetary value on the right. back end with Every single other champion ever. So this is standard operating procedure. Yeah.
0: Go back to uh, a little guy you may have heard of called uh, Bruno San Martino, who was like one of the biggest draws, who was the biggest draw of his era. So that's why the title was on him for fucking years. Hulk Hogan has yeah. had that
1: thing around his waist forever. Yeah. And people thought, like, uh, okay, well, this guy couldn't wrestle for shit, didn't matter. He drew so hard that Stone yeah. Cold drew his ass off. Rock drew his ass off. You've had misses in the past. Seth Rollins, Diesel, people that, you know, okay, uh, Seth Rollins, he, he's great, but his ratings were low and the draw yeah. wasn't there and Diesel was fucking neither. So, yeah. it, it, throughout history, including our, our newest champion, gender, there's always a financial reason behind them doing it. And I do like... That there is just a new player near the top. He could lose the thing, and he's never going to go back down. He that probably long. will. I will definitely lose it. Uh, I, will he have a fall from grace like the Miz before the Miz returned back to his level of prominence? Who knows? I, I don't mean you gotta think he went from headlining WrestleMania to pre-showing WrestleMania, the Miz. It's true. Uh, but I think I think you forever put a shine on a guy that I, I would like to think has deserved it. And I, I guess like you said, I'm excited to see. What they do with him moving forward? Hopefully, they can get away from some of the xenophobic "you hate me because I'm brown" talk and yeah, add another but dimension it, to it. It
0: works, you know. And I, I listened to him on Jericho, like you suggested. Yeah. Um, first of all, he sounds just like yeah, yeah, yeah. He, like he's so like yeah, you man. Know, yeah, ex, cool. Ex, yeah, he sounds yeah. like Cheech. You want to go to Chipotle? He's, yeah, but Hey, right. check out my longboard. Look at this, man. <laughs> he sounds like Cheech Marine. and it was it was funny to me listening. But you know the story of him. Yeah, and that's why. That's why I, I I really enjoy listening to those podcasts because you get to hear a lot of shit that you would not know otherwise. Like how you know when he was released, he was drinking every day, and you know, um, then he was just one day decided like, what the hell am I doing? Let me let me tighten my game up, and then within like two months, he was you know hired, and like three months later, he's the WWE champ. So you know the the. the it sounds real corny to to back the power of positive thinking, but you know if you invest in yourself, we getting really uh really sunny here. But um, you know just just be positive. New days, right? Right. Well,
1: it's funny to hear that he said and reiterated what he said. His best friend Drew McIntyre said, who also went through a physical transformation. Yeah, and is now he I mean he went into Impact when I did watch a bunch of his stuff on Impact. You know I've always brought up how much I love that Claymore kick, and when yeah. he got there, you thought like oh, he's not going to be here long. He's too goddamn good for this roster. And yeah. sure enough, he gets to NXT. He's killing on NXT, and he's going to be back on main roster with no with no time flat. And he and Jinder seem to have mirrored their, let's get big, let's get better, let's get yeah. fired up, let's get back, and let's get the three-man band back together because I think the nation demands it. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think it's
0: going to happen eventually?
1: I think you'll see a backstage nod, sort of right. like uh, uh, when the like club when the was club. together yeah, yeah, and yeah. Finn walked by and they threw up the the, the two-sweet me and he's like, hey, I'm going to pass. I think yeah. you're going to see these two massive sons of bitches backstage at some point. And Heath, who has not changed outside of a haircut and a new tag team yeah. partner, he's got a bunch <laughs> more kids and an up above ground in an above-ground pool. pool. Yeah. You're going to see pool. him kind of in between them. <laughs> I hope <laughs> they acknowledge the size of those two. Yeah. When Heath is in the middle of them and he kinda like looks at his own body like, Oh, god damn, I should I should get yeah. whatever white powder those two are mixing with water and slugging in the morning or sticking uh. in their ass because I am not uh not 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 all swole. OK, no.
0: Oh, well, Jinder went on record this week and said that he's been drug tested multiple times since returning. So just sh- he tried to shut people up. but People are still going to talk.
1: I mean, they're probably testing him for what? Vitamin C centrum silver. OK, <laughs> uh, you, you got enough knee right now to where a blind guy could read you. OK, so <laughs> it's-
0: what did you what did you think of the, his celebration on Smackdown? Did you catch it?
1: Uh, I I caught portions of it. I caught it outside of my eye while I was making. I them. thought it I was great. I like the uh, extravaganza of it all.
0: Yeah, yeah. They, they they put you know they put the effort into it. They gave him you know he has the the new Titantron uh, and he's got which is now on a shirt. He finally got a shirt. Um, and the Bollywood boys came in out came out looking super Indian and the the dancers and the drums and they they decorated their I was I was all in on it. I thought it was great.
1: Yeah, I saw some of the pageantry of it. Uh, I'll have to go and rewatch it. But I did see that. Yeah, they. The the WWE dropped some money on some people and some talent and some dancers. And I love it. I'm I'm into the modern day Maharaja thing. Yeah, that's a cool gimmick. Who does he lose it to? Who's his next feud against?
0: Well, he's continuing with Orton um, on SmackDown and then probably again at Money in the Bank. So I'm guessing whoever wins the Money in the Bank briefcase. I don't think because they did last year the cash in at the same night, right? When Ambrose won. Was that last year? I don't remember. That was last year. Yeah, pretty sure it was. Um, So I don't know if they'll do the same night cash-in again. Uh, Depends on what happens in the main event. But um, you have the six other guys who would be probable champs um, at this point in that Money in the Bank match. And it's the three feuds of the matches we saw on Backlash. It's Owens and Styles, uh, Nakamura and um, Ziggler, and then Corbin and Zayn. Those are the six guys in Money in the Bank. Rusev, nowhere to be found. I heard that um, maybe Rusev may be the next to get a title program, which they have a little history there because um, they were a, a short-lived kind of pair-up tag team sort of thing uh, on Raw before the, the brand split and Rusev got injured. So I would be all in on a Rusev Jinder Mahal program, but that would make Rusev the baby face. And I got
1: no problem with that. If they, I, if I they do Instagram, Twitter, Rusev... He's hilarious. He's great. And Rusev in a tank, Rusev. Rusev crush, Rusev. I know. It's done. He'll never come back. They've, they've, they've swam so fucking far out from shore that you ain't gonna get him back.
0: Yeah, but do the Heartlands, you know, do they forget... You know all the shit he talked about America. You know being this pro Russia yes. thing. They probably think, have. Think so. If he does something
1: goofy enough, if he does something silly, they're gonna they're gonna forgive him real quick. I, yeah. I I think you're gonna have a. You know what you're gonna have? You're gonna have a Bulgarian Big E. You're gonna have like Big E's got the size oh, and the man. humor. You're gonna yeah. get another one of them. You're gonna get. He's gonna be cut from that Big E style cloth. Or he's super yeah. big, super massive, but he's got this this fun playfulness to him. That uh, I, I and he's going to get the better of the verbal exchanges with Jinder. Right. so I I would very much like to see that. But yeah, gender is a dyed-in-the-wool heel, so yeah, Rusev here is going to be him face. Yeah, unless they try and do the who knows. This is all hypothetical. They could do the Roman style bully face, where he comes back and he's just a shit kicker and he's doing yeah non-traditional facious things like attacking fucking gender from behind and yeah bullying him around. And he's got the size and the heft for it. Has, oh, speaking yeah. of Rusev, have you seen any of the shots of Lana on the NXT house shows?
0: Um, I've I've seen a couple stills. I haven't watched any. any I
1: haven't uh, seen any footage, but I've seen the yeah. stills and I've read some of the reports. And I hear it's uh it's it's brief and choreographed. Mm. I hear well, it's very very brief, but very okay. I grab you, go right. underneath, turn around. Let me get my arms here. Get dropped out there you go and i'm gonna get the accolade and gotcha okay now start screaming i hear it's right. very like like paint well, my numbers she's brand new to it i think it's a major fucking is. mistake to have her wrestle
0: <laughs> i think it's yeah pointless. uh i i don't really i'm mean, well i mean i guess i don't know i don't know if i see it because her and rusev together were great um you know the ravishing russian and she they drew great heat um so I, is she gonna is she wrestling as a heel? I
1: don't, I don't know. She's don't got know. some weird purple number on I Right. I mean talk about talk about what have could have been a modern day Macho Man Miss Elizabeth like split had they just let that yeah. thing go longer and then when they eventually do split off it well, could have had some weight to it and then all of a They tried
0: that you- with the ziggler Summer Ray bullshit too oh, and that didn't work out so too well. Oh so shitty man. That yeah. was some of the worst stuff in a while.
1: Now, getting back to Backlash here, I said yeah. there's three matches I want to talk about uh, okay. between TakeOver and this. One good, one bad, one okay. We got it out of the okay. Let's get to the one that I was like, are you shitting me? That Nakamura-Ziggler match was garbage. That was a shit match.
0: It, Ziggler it is neither 80% Neither of them hair. service. Ziggler yeah. is
1: fucking 80% hair these days. <laughs> it's, him, it's him and Sasha Banks need to form a tag team called like Vidal Sassoon or something. <laughs> or the stylists of pain or I'm shampoo and she's conditioner we're perk plus uh, something his hair is so distracting yeah that match was a waste of fucking time
0: it i don't i don't know why they booked the match that way why would you not have nakamura come out and just Fucking lay waste. He took heat for most of the match. He did. I'm looking at this like, wait a minute. When did
1: Ziggler go and turn into a powerhouse again? This is the right. same Ziggler that's like accidentally losing to the Ellsworths of the world and is right. getting told for months and months and months. Yeah. And, and people say, oh, but what about uh, your, your love of gender? Suddenly he was getting his ass kicked and all of a sudden, you know, he comes up and takes off. Well, there was a bit of a transition from gender yeah. Moving up, that it was, was it, was it, it was faster quick. than most quick, yeah. but there's still some transition. It went from Ziggler sucking and Nakamura being a phenom for these mm-hmm. past couple of years to Ziggler way too holding his own to where it didn't do anything to boost Ziggler up in my eyes. And all it did was give me a sense of, oh man, the king of strong styles here. No, all I left with thinking is like, ah, I guess another NXT guy's on the main roster. Right. That was they not kind of, the debut. They took for
0: him. all of the all the hype and all the luster and everything that he had, you know, because there were questions when he came to NXT as to how he would perform as opposed to how he was in in New Japan, and you know, it it took a little bit for him to really turn it up in NXT. Um, to I guess maybe just took a while for them to let him off his leash. Um, but he was tightly leashed on this match, and it was, yeah, you're right. It it it, it was not. Not good, and which is really disappointing because they had really hyped it up. So I mean, I he was why. on all the advertising. I know he, he was, was the that reason gave away.
1: behind this thing. He was everything. I mean, I mean, God, you watched the match that he had a Wrestle Kingdom with 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 Kota Ibushi. I mm. thought those two might legitimately need to be pulled apart. The yeah. amount of stiff. I, mean, I know it's Japanese wrestling versus American wrestling. And you have to make a bit of a change, uh, but I mean, they he 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 calmed down. some in NXT, found his groove. But he still was never what he was in in New Japan as far as how stiff he was. And I don't think you can do that in the WWE. You shouldn't expect it. But then he gets to main roster first match. And I know he just started wrestling. He's got a whole career ahead of him. We can look back at this and laugh but you never get a second chance to make a first impression. And there's a lot of people that aren't deep into the new Japan NXT game that have just been told, Hey, this Japanese Michael Jackson looking fucking guy is kicking (laughs) planes out of the sky. And he's like a fucking weird Ivan Drago. Anything that he hits, he destroys. And then he goes out there and hangs strong with wingers, base tech for 15 minutes. (laughs) It's not a good debut. I yeah. looked at that at the end of it, like, Ugh, I, 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 my, it sucked the wind out of the sails for me with him right. because his performance is going to be based. His, When I say his performance, his career is going to have to rely very heavily on what he does in the ring, which is incredible because he ain't going to go out there and turn into some goddamn order anytime soon no. and start ripping off Dusty Rhodes and Heyman promos. It's going to take what he does bell to bell. So when right. that that falls to the side or that doesn't pan out, it's going to impact him way more than someone else having a shit match.
0: I I agree and the fact that they put that match on first didn't do uh do it any favors either. No. Cuz usually you want a barn burner first. You want to get the crowd hot and rolling and hype and that uh that didn't really do it. Um now talking about Nakamura in the ring, I'm I'm intrigued by him being in the money in the bank ladder match. Now again, I'm not a scholar on New Japan and I'm sure our commenters will 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 uh comment on this, but I'm not sure if he's ever been in a ladder match. Um, that's a that's a bit of the unknown for me. I, I I don't know if they rely heavy on that stuff in New Japan or not. I don't think um, they do
1: a lot of that stuff either. Japan either goes insanely hard in one direction with the Japanese death match stuff, which even now right. I think they've gotten away from in recent years. I think for the most part, New Japan King of Sport they keep it pretty above board. Yeah. So yeah, that's not a, a ton of gimmick. Question. How does he? How does he do? In an extreme rules match or a ladder match, excuse me, right. like this Money in the Bank match, I should say. Uh, I don't Dude's know.
0: 37. Okay, so, and I know AJ's up there in age two, but if you look at AJ and Nakamura side to side, Nakamura looks. 37 and aj doesn't look whatever aj is he does look you know every, what I'm saying? every
1: bit of 37 years old while aj has got that benjamin button shit going on
0: yeah so and, and i'm and I'm, I'm i'm intrigued and concerned about him doing crazy ladder bumps you know and he could be the one inflicting all the damage um or just kneeing, doing a kinshasa off the top of the ladder onto somebody or, or something i don't i don't know it, it, it but that's that's got me intrigued i'm the, there's there's a ton of talent in this upcoming Money in the Bank ladder match. And one, it's going to sh- strip the rest of the card of, of being garbage because all your top guys, um, sorry, Revival, are in this ladder match. Um, but, man, am I looking forward to that match.
1: Yeah, Owens, Corbin, Zane, Ziggler, Nakamura, AJ Styles, six guys in there. You're also going to have... Jinder versus Randy apparently for a rematch for the WWE Championship, right. if certain advertisements are believed to be believed, and Naomi versus TBD. That's coming up in about three weeks or so. Uh, will yeah, the rev- four, yeah. will um um will there be, there be a, a, a tag match on there? Are they going to somehow? I think this might be where you get that that Usos brizango nut. They finally yeah. they, they finally pop that, but that's yeah, going to be a got- great match. The, 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 it the, is money in the bank.
0: It is, and I want to I want to talk about the Brizango, obviously. Uh, but the New Day is just looming in the back, just waiting for their time to come back. I mean, they were on Talking Smack. They were they were in the building. And, you know, the the Brizango um Uso's match at Backlash, it was a comedy match, but it was one of the best comedy matches I've seen in quite some time. Brizango's really good at pulling off you know, the funny uh, funny wrestling thing. And, you know, even when they turned up the wrestling part, it was really good. Um, was I disappointed Breezango didn't win? Obviously. But really, on SmackDown, when they did the fashion files of them turning in their badges with Shane, who played a great straight man, by the way, that was yeah. hilarious. Um, and then they each had solo matches that they won, challenged the Usos to another title match, they agreed. I thought... Like I had the I had the oh shit it's gonna happen it's gonna happen it's gonna happen it's gonna happen they're gonna win they're gonna win they're gonna win and then fucking Usos they just outsmarted them and won and I was I I I got sucked into it yeah it was it was one of those moments that happen every now and then where I'm where I'm so involved and so rooting for the babyface that like fuck the Usos because they fucked over my favorite team and they just got so much more heat for me and that's. That's pro wrestling. That's pro wrestling man. right there. Yeah, especially when they set
1: it up with both of them losing to the other yeah. guys and then set, when I saw that I'm thinking, man, if they if they yank the tablecloth out from under these two after they're riding high from beating yeah. each other individually that's gonna be a real tough pill to swallow for a lot of people. Yeah. But then when that finally does happen and they pop that nut, which I, I think they will
0: I hope at Money so. in the
1: Bank, that's gonna be that that's gonna be a great, great sensation. It is. That's gonna be is. that's gonna be fun. It's gonna be new. It's gonna be taking two guys and uh, you know, Curtis and Fandang or excuse me, Fandango and and Tyler Breeze. Yeah. Finally bumping them up after just doing everything asked of them. That's gonna be a yeah. good moment.
0: I look forward to that. Yeah, they 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 made they made it work. They've made, you know, this fashion police who would I mean, if you would have told me that there would be a fashion police tag team in WWE in two thousand seventeen that I would love, I would probably have laughed in your face if you said that three years ago, but here we are.
1: <laughs> and if you would have told me a couple of weeks ago, I'd be high as a kite on a couple of cruiser weights, which by the way, that show's getting cancelled this year. They are uh, yeah. out of the top twenty. So, guys, everyone out there with your blogs and your podcasts and your diehards, turns out you ain't watching that shit you love so I'm much not. because there are old episodes of Monday Nitro and Raw that are rating higher on the network than two hundred five live. That shit's going away soon.
0: And I think this this talks to the the volume of. Um, the, uh the uh the Conrad Thompson podcast because I think the the show the WCW shows that are getting back in the top 20 are the ones that are talked about on those podcasts with Bruce oh, and yeah. Shivani so well it takes that, me back to the Nitros
1: when you would watch and you would you would be like oh my God these guys your hoover dudes your silver Kings your Dean Malenko's your uh your Alex Wright of the world are in there flying around Jericho Please hurry up and get to the NWO doing something with Luger right. and Sting. Yeah. And really, it 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 will forever be a, uh, a a performance versus competition industry with performance and pageantry winning out over competition. Yeah. Because these two o fivers are putting on some banger matches that no one gives a shit about, and they're not. There's not a lot behind them outside of your uh, your your Neville's of the world, your Austin awesome yeah. Aries of the world, and now your Pete Duns and Tyler, and Tyler Bates, Bates. with a match of the year candidate with wow. NXT Takeover Chicago holy shit that was now, incredible
0: i was i was curious to hear your take on it cuz you're a little uh you're a little leery of the brits um i didn't give a shit about that this, european tournament right it, this was a little sp- Body in in term not in terms of bocce but in terms of, of spots at yes. times, but I think if he, I think it was the two people involved that really did it, um and and their their charisma and their rapport with each other uh, and their chemistry in the ring that really that really got it over. If there were two other Brits in there. During that match, I don't think it would have. Even if they did the same spot for spot thing, I don't think it would have gotten the same reaction. I think it speaks to the talents of of, of Dunn and of Bate. Um, I mean, there were so many moments in that match where I was just like, "Holy shit!" Like, I, I I watched it. I've watched it three times. You know, I can't tell you the last time I've watched a match that many times. The one moment that really sticks out to me is that when they're both down and exhausted and they just start punching each other from like sitting down yes and then they're slowly punching each other as they're getting up and then they just start fucking unloading on each other punching each other with closed fists in the face i'm like this is fucking these are british
1: brawlers and you'd think that i'd be more into the brits being that they are known for grappling and mat work yeah i you'd think i would and if that's Probably that's my fault for not spending more time with UK wrestling compared to like the the flippy dipshits of of Japan and Mexico and all that. But because UK would sing to my interest because my favorite moment of the match was in the first five minutes when Dunn is working over the wrist and hand
0: of oh, Tyler separating Bate, the fingers separating the fingers the, and grinding
1: yeah. the knuckles into the rib yeah. cage and all that sort of stuff like that is i look at that and i'm getting like the fucking oogies like oh yeah. that's gotta hurt and he's yeah. sticking with the wrists and he's sticking with these the, the this joint manipulation and i love that i love that you could have the reason i didn't mind some of the spotty stuff later on in it is because they ramped up to it they, they started did. with mat work they started with wrestling they grinded away they started floating in little bits of spot stuff, and the spots got bigger, and they got more often, and then they, there was false finishes, and then it built to a big crescendo. There was a perfect crescendo from mat work to holy shit moments to yeah. back and forth. Oh, my God, who's going to get the pin? They're both exhausted. Oh. That great back and forth with the strikes. God love Jim and Nigel. Calling it very well. They really added to it, I thought. I thought that was some of the better work I've heard out of Nigel McGinnis and Jim Ross. Yes, they were Uh,
0: great together. They
1: were great. I really enjoyed that that competition. Now, what I don't need them to do, and look to your own failings, WWE, is I don't need a UK show. Because your own 205 show ain't working. And you don't need to add another wrestling program. That is Uh, too much. It ain't going to work. It it is not going to work.
0: I don't. Th- I think I have a couple ideas here. So I think if they do a UK show, don't make it weekly. All right, you can go over there, or, or you know, I think recording them in the UK is pivotal for it um, because the UK crowd is what's really going to pop for that. Um, but do it like monthly. Make them like you know a monthly two-hour sort of show to showcase these guys. That way you get, you know, you, you can do like long form stories for title hunts and stuff like that. I think that's the fix for that. And to briefly go back to 205 live, the fix for that is simple. Take them off the road, record it down in full sale like you did the Cruiserweight Classic. It just just watch the Cruiserweight Classic and do it again non-tournament style. That's how you fix the Cruiserweights. I like but that, that. We're, we're, we're we're past that, but back to the UK stuff. You know, I I, I wouldn't mind seeing more of these guys and the ro- the rosters. You know, you don't want to take all those guys on the road, or you know, don't do the show uh, and just integrate it into NXT, which you know, Bate had a couple um, title defenses of the UK title on NXT, and I was I was fine with that. I thought that was you know a good way to keep uh, him in the mind and and the whole title. Uh, in the mind because it didn't really get a lot of play um, elsewhere. So I'm not opposed to seeing uh, a show. It just just can't be an every week thing because it's just too damn much. Why don't you rotate? Why don't you
1: do week one, 205, week two, UK, week three, all women, week four, legend series. I don't know. Their own lucha something. I like the idea of having specialty shows. But if you do it weekly, at this point, we're drowning in wrestling. We are it's drowning in programs and I can't focus on enough of it to get um, to get invested in any of it because I I feel like I have so much work to get to to watch the rest of it between RAWs and SmackDowns and NXTs and, and special events and two oh fives and then a, possibly a UK show and the May yeah. Young tournament and maybe there's a yeah. tag team tournament like there's there's too much going on. Don't improve what you already do. It's right. like you're a restaurant with a bunch of average dishes. Don't add more to it. Make the yeah. ones you have better. Make yep. them taste more tasty. I don't yeah. I don't need more wrestling. And fold those European guys into the two oh five and, and add storylines to it. But don't I don't need another shell.
0: Yeah, and back to the match, there were a couple more holy shit moments um, when Dunn went for his finisher, The Bitter End, which is A, a great finisher, and B, a spectacular name, Yeah, and Bait turned it into a DDT. That was fucking dope. Oh, dude, he, um, he
1: transitioned that shit into a flatliner? Yeah. Oh my god, that was awesome. Well, no,
0: the is the finisher, it's, it's a pump-handle flatliner is The Bitter End, but he had... Dunn picked bait up, but bait turned it into a DDT.
1: Yes, yes. Okay, yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that, yeah. that that position there. That was that
0: that was, that great. was great. And was you great know, moment. after
1: watching Dunn, watching his attitude and then I love the heelishness of him. Yeah. My dream match right now and NXT is him in black. Dunn and black would be amazing.
0: Oh, Alistair Black.
1: Alistair Black and Dunn. Alistair Black, who by the way, <sighs> might have killed. Um, uh, what's his dick? Uh, Kane borrowed Triple H's fucking thing. Um, who the fuck's that dork that no one pays attention to anymore with the Which fucking one? Kane
0: The cane? Oh, like a walking cane? Yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry, we're doing a wrestling show, and you're talking about Kane. I'm thinking about Glenn Jacobs. Oh no, like, I'm a like fucking wait, what are walking cane. <laughs> yeah, he walks out with
1: Glenn Jacobs. Glenn Jacobs helps him to the ring. What the fuck's his name? He's so pointless.
0: Oh, I'm um, Kurt Hawkins. Thank
1: you so much, Kurt Hawkins. Yeah, yeah, which, if yeah. you, you notice, by the way, I said borrows from Triple H. Look at the H on his t- tights and chest. It's Triple H's old H font yeah. back when he was the the H three. He had the H three. It, it yeah, went, ugh, it was awful. That shirt was terrible. That shirt was the shits. No one owned that shirt. China didn't yeah. own that shirt. They were fucking. That shirt was garbage. He yeah. killed Hawkins on NXT this past week. Yeah, uh, I I want him. I want him and done to go out so bad because they strike so hard. Dunn shit's impactful, and Dunn slows you down. Dunn will tie you up, and it looks like uh, Alistair is almost all strikes, not a lot of grappling. And if if I'm Jack Gallagher, I quit, and I come back (laughs) in like five years because Tyler Bate is a better version of Of everything you do. Honestly, Tyler Bate is a better version of everything thing you do, even down Minus to the point an of umbrella. a mustache twist. Yeah, he yeah. doesn't have a parasol, you loser. Leave.
0: Quit. Hey, Marty Skrull has a, has an umbrella, and it's doing okay for him. Yeah, but he's but, sort of
1: creepy and adds the weird eyes wide shut mask. It's and true. He's got yeah, a he's bit great. of a bullet club rub.
0: Um, so my dream match involving those, and I think it can happen somewhere down the line if they do like a Raw or a SmackDown, their next European tour, and it's because all these people are so similar. I need... Pete Dunne and Kevin Owens against Tyler Bate and Sami Zayn in a tag team match because they're they're the exact same pairing, but just one's British and one's Canadian. <laughs> okay, I you know, like that I think, quite a bit. Yeah, I'm 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 all in on that because the similarities there are are striking. But I'm I you signed me the fuck up for that right now and I'm all in. I'd like yeah, there that... to
1: be a match where Pete Dunne is in an inferno match and he holds your head in the fly, flames until you're well done and then. <laughs> You have to get <laughs> you have to get skin grafts. I'd love. Oh, that. god
0: damn it! That's great. If we didn't have another match to talk about, I take that as a out. You But to we got to talk about the ladder match. We
1: do got to talk about authors of pain <laughs> and DIY.
0: Holy balls, man! So many, uh, so many crazy moments um, and impactful—no pun intended—moments uh, in that match. The ladder match itself was pretty dope. I mean, there was some, so there were some fun spots. The um, Yeah, you know, and you got to suspend disbelief a lot in a ladder match when people get set up for these spots. Like, you know, when when Toka and Raza got on the ladders for the big double splash off the, you know, 30 foot ladder on there, you know, when they positioned themselves for it, which they both overshot and Johnny Gargano almost killed himself on. Um, That was a fun spot. The one where. The authors of Pain were doing their comeback and they had the ladder and were about to bash it into Chompa's face. Gargano pushes him out of the way in the most valiant friendship love thing in the world, and then eats that ladder up to the jaw. I, I cringe that's a nasty spot, man. That, that was
1: a great angle that they shot it from. It was a great head whip. From Gargano yeah. backwards to make it look like these two monsters decapitated him, and yeah. how improved? I gotta put uh, the the authors of pain in the same category as a most improved as a Braun Strowman, because yeah. you look at what these dudes came from. One was a freestyle wrestling champion. One was a former mixed martial artist with a, a brief record. Uh, uh, Rosario was like four and two. I think he did some martial arts. These guys didn't have a, a sip of iced tea on the indies they are a yeah. wwe nxt creation and i know we've had these conversations in years past what is right. nxt really created well, they've taken they're starting to get there they are figuring that shit out because yeah. they've got the authors of pain who they have created and have made into incredibly entertaining performers mm-hmm. they've taken braun Strowman and have turned him into somebody that's incredibly entertaining they're taking guys yeah. now and making them into wrestlers and good, entertaining ones, putting them Alexa in with Bliss, too. Alexa Bliss, another great example. Oh my God. Yeah, that she's she's incredible. They've they've and they've put them with an expert like know uh, Paul Ellering, who probably, while he's not great in front of the camera these days, has got to be imparting some kind of wisdom on oh, the yeah. backstage. Yeah. And you put them in there with a couple of guys like DIY who've been around the block of munch that oh, could yeah. give them that rub, that that intelligence, that, that, uh, that 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 insight on, hey, here's the, here's the best way to get into position for this and from and my the experience. And the experience. just the experience being in the ring with him. And then you have by the way, that fucking super collider is still one of my favorite finishers right great. now. It's such a great finish. That's great. And then you have the betrayal. <sighs> that was so well done. Man. On Ciampa's part with yeah. what he didn't do. He never screamed and freaked out and no. lost his mind. He looked like the Sicilian psychopath with the yeah. crazy dead eyes like a doll's eyes. Gargano's yeah. looking up, not, I've got to fight back. He's looking up like, I am confused. I'm, I've got to be mistaken. My partner did not just hit me. I'm looking right. back up like, did you think I was someone else? I'm still, I'm not mad at you. I'm shocked. What's happening? Those two sold that betrayal as beautifully as I think I've ever seen in modern wrestling times, people turning on each other, almost akin to a Dean Ambrose turning around after yep. Seth hit the chair yep. sort of action. Yep.
0: Yeah, that was, I think, up until uh, that night, the Shield breakup was the best in the modern era. But, man, the the TakeOver one with Ciampa and Gargano was great. It was, it was kind of the look in, on Gargano's face of, of like you you broke my heart sort of thing like you were my best friend we'd live together you know and then this this you do this and I think Champa tweeted out what he, he what he said before he threw him into the, uh, the the Tron was something along the lines of this wasn't our moment this was my moment and then he threw him in and started beating the ever living shit out of him and then he hit that. Uh, white noise off the announce table onto the the bunch of tables down below. There was there were some vicious strikes and Gargano had already gotten his ass handed to him in the match, so he had to be, you know, he had to be really banged up. Um, and I love that on social media they're they're keeping it kayfabe. Um, Candice Lerae, Johnny Gargano's wife, was like, you because know, Johnny hasn't said anything, she tweeted out like, Johnny's okay. We're just confused and don't know. What's going to happen right now? But he'll be okay. And then Ciampa uh, tweeted out yesterday, like him moving out of the apartment from those two, so that they're they're keeping the storyline alive on social media, which which I love. Um, and I'm, you know, they kind of teased this briefly uh, last summer with their cruiserweight classic match when those two were pitted against each other, being such good friends and. You know, I'm happy they didn't do it then. I'm happy they got their big, um, you know, tag team run. And, you know, I don't think anybody expected them to get as over as they did as a tag team, but they did. And all that means is that this feud between the two of them uh, is just going to be hot fire going forward. Because,
1: yeah, now you've got this great feud. You've still got Bobby Roode as the champion. You got McIntyre moving his way up. You've got you, NXT, Alistair, Black's there. Alistair Black is there, uh, you got Roddy kicking ass, I mean, NXT, after having the cupboard raided a ways back, is yeah. now, what I like to think, fully back at full strength. I think right. they, got, they got great stuff going on, on the mid-card level, on the main event level, on the, the women's level. Again, this week, NXT, do not let Ember Moon talk <laughs> on the microphone. It is the shits. It is the absolute scripted shits. I could see her reading a card behind the fucking camera. Someone needs to stop. You know what she is? She's the chick that thinks because she shopped her character. I don't know her as a person. Because she shopped at Spencer's and or Hot Topic. She's super edgy and everyone's scared of her. Especially the local pastor who doesn't want to let the kids dance. Because that's how the devil gets into you. When she starts talking about... (laughs) Uh, it's yeah. She's she is she's one of the footloose dancers. This promo <laughs> she gives an NXT this week where she's sitting in the stands and does she? I don't know why she's doing the Beavis jaw. She cocks her jaw out like yeah. Well, and it's not like a facial thing. Like she's fucking built like that. Like my ex girlfriend who fucking had a cash register jaw. Wherever you are, Devin, <laughs> your jaw was a situation that she does this like nerdy. All I think is all I think is theater major. She just reeks of a shitty theater major. She is the, <laughs> she, there are, there are fewer, more tragic souls on Earth than, than, the, than the theater nerd. Um, and the, 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 the ethnic theater nerd might be one of the yeah. sadder souls on this planet. Mm-hmm. And she's out there with, what was that fucking stupid quote of hers? Uh, like, bruises may heal, but battle scars, they live forever. I'm like oh god you stink please stop letting her talk
0: please don't yeah. she, she really needs to establish her own voice well, someone's giving
1: her lines to say they give, well they're giving her a like, obviously they're giving her lines to say yeah. but they're trying to find a saying for her this is like right. the third promo in a row yeah. We're at the very end of it it's, they say fists hurt the worst but so do betrayals but she wasn't betrayed by anybody they say feet are the reason that kicks happen, but so are legs.
0: But she wasn't injured because of uh, any feet.
1: I've often been heard to say that eyes are the windows to the soul. So is my vagina the door?
0: The Rough House Podcast is a weekly podcast featuring one guy whose radio dreams came true and another guy who failed miserably at being a successful broadcaster. Follow us at RoughhouseSGW SGW on Twitter and Facebook.com slash The Rough Podcast. Become a donor to The Rough House at Patreon.com slash The Rough Podcast. And check out our videos at YouTube.com backslash channel backslash capital U C E G J 2 1 N, lowercase W, capital G, lowercase K, capital P, M, lowercase L, capital D, N, seven, lowercase C, three, lowercase R, lowercase F, U, V, Q. This is the, the Roughhouse, roughhouse pod. House uh, podcast with Justin and Christoph.
1: That's it. Fuck Christoph, He's terrible with his information. Okay. Hey, this is The Rock. Shut your mouth, jabronis, and listen up, because this is the Rough House podcast with Justin and my least favorite man on the planet, Kristoff. The preceding presentation was brought to you by The Realm Network.